Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. What's going on? How are you? Welcome into the woods podcast. Christmas week. 2023. How are you? How's it going? I'm your host, Ryan Woods. I got a Diet Coke and I got thoughts. Okay. Hey, look, this is what white guy podcasting is. You sit down in front of a computer, you buy a micro, you sit in front of a microphone you got on Amazon, you grab a Diet Coke, and you just let those thoughts spill out of your head. That's white guy podcasting. How do you do your podcast, Ryan? How do you do your podcast? I sit in front of my computer, I buy a microphone on Amazon, grab a Diet Coke, and I just start saying things that I would never tell people in real life, because I'm afraid of what their facial reactions would be if I told them. Oh, but how are you guys doing, man? How's your Christmas shopping going? Is your Christmas shopping going well? Are things are things going well? You have it, oh, no, I'm not caught up at all, dude. I got to get it done this week. No, I haven't done a single thing. It's just been so busy. Just been so busy. You know, I just haven't been able to get to it. So, you know, I'm going to go on Amazon and, you know, I got the two day. I got the Prime. Oh, honestly, I've only bought like a few things, but I got all Dana's gifts purchased. I think I'm going to buy some stocking stuffers, okay? Because, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Santa's stocking, Dana's st- stocking? I thought I was the only one stuffing Dana's stocking. <laughs> Gross. Um,. But yeah, she even sent me a bunch of shit. She sent me like 30 things. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we were, you know, I thought we were uh, keeping a budget this year. And she goes, yeah, I just, just giving you ideas. I'm like, aren't you going to be pissed if I don't get you this stuff? She's like, no, I'm not going to be pissed. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be pissed. I'm not going to be pissed. I'm just, I, just giving you ideas. You know, if you didn't know if people ask what I want. This is stuff I use every day, and it literally is. It's just like fucking chapstick and, and other shit. I'm like, why don't we just tell them? Why don't I just tell them to get you a Target gift card and let you go fucking buck wild? You know, if you don't know where to get the white woman in your white life, uh, buy them a fifty dollar or a hundred dollar Target gift card, depending on how much you like them, and let them have a ball of a time. Let them go to Target, spend their hundred bucks. It's not even that women want to buy stuff at Target. It's just want they just want to go. And they just want to walk up and down the aisles and look at stuff. And be like, oh, this is cute. And then put it down. And then walk away. And I'll be like, wow, this is so much fun. They want to go to that little section where they sell like $1 to $5 items. Right when you walk in. Right by the Starbucks. That's perfect marketing. Is that marketing or is that real estate? I don't know. 
Oh, how's it going, everybody? Honestly, you guys buy gifts for your dad? Gifts for mom. Holidays are so easy if you have, like, a mom, you know? You get them something they talk about wanting, or you get them something to make their life easier. The hardest people to buy for are, like, dads. Because if you search, go ahead and do this thought exercise with me. Go to Amazon and, like, look up gifts for dad. And it's just, like, hyper-masculine. We, like, does your dad, like, shooting guns and drinking whiskey? Well, we got bullet ice cubes. Ice cubes in the shape of bullets. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Every Amazon gift for your dad is literally just, does your mom cower in fear when your dad gets home from work? Well, we got the perfect gift for him right here. Uncomfortably large socks. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and I search like, says shop gifts for dad and i'm on there and it's literally just bullet ice cubes um whiskey glasses personalized golf balls that he'll lose on the second shot into the water and then like i don't know what's another thing some other hyper masculine thing like a sign that says i don't tell my kids i love them you know <laughs> it is weird there's a lot of hyper masculine shit that's the thing about smoking cigars not to talk about cigars for the third week in a row but like you go on cigar sites it's like hyper masculine like fuck fuck being a pussy fuck if you have feelings fuck your family they don't love you <laughs> just all that shit and it's just like can I just enjoy something oh you like whiskey well Fuck, dude. I mean, are you gonna you should have this with a side of fucking raising your hand at your wife, open handed, closed fisted. Either one is fine. Oh, what is this whiskey pair good with? Um, it pairs good with screaming at your wife at the kitchen table. Oh well, fucking sign me the fuck up. Where do I buy a bottle? Can I get a handle of that? I have been addicted to watching this one guy on TikTok just go and like search for. He goes on, like, whiskey hunts, and he'll go to these, like, stores. That's usually where you buy whiskey, and he'll go there and, like, buy, like, a... He's, like, looking for a specific bottle of whiskey that I'm never going to buy. I'm like, wow, that'd be good to try. But then I would just have bottles of that shit. The thing about having wine is, like... The funny thing about having whiskey compared to, like, a wine collection... If you have a whiskey collection, you're going to, like, have half-drank bottles... Unless, of course, you have good company or friends. Um, but for wine, you just kind of, you just, when you open one, it goes away. So you have full bottles on your cart rather than like half-drank bottles. So I will admit it looks kind of stupid when you have like a half-drank bottle that's getting a little dusty. Of like Jack Daniels. But yeah, man, I'm getting ready for Christmas. I, uh... It's going pretty good, I'd say. I think this one's going to be a good one. I don't know if I have any plans, to be honest with you. I don't know what the families are doing. I feel like every year it just gets it gets further away from what it was back in my day. I just feel like every year the people, they get more uptight about it. Kids start fading away. Kids get, kids get relationships and they start going to their other cooler families' household. 
like, oh, I want to spend time with my boyfriend, so I'm out of here. I mean, my family really didn't get together for Christmas, so Dana never had to do that. I was just the awkward, you know, significant other that was at the party while her brother would just sneak away to his girlfriend's, now his wife's. I guess it ended up working out. His wife's uh, Christmas. Was I mad about it? Yeah, dude, because I'm sitting there talking to his, her uncle who's introduced himself to me 15 times. Hey, what's your name? Hey, we met three weeks ago at Thanksgiving. Good to see you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the last time I was talking to her other uncle, and he was like, he was like, you know, Ryan, it's good to talk to you. It's nice to get to know you. That's what he said. I'm like, dude, we've been hanging out for eight years. What are you talking about? Get to know you. And then I got in the car and I told Dana that. And she's like, did he really say that? I'll talk. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Let's never bring this up again. I regret even telling you. That's the thing about relationships. You want you want another free relationship advice? Here's a free relationship advice. Something might happen in your life, like with their family, or like, you know, like one of their family members tells you something, like her uncle is like, you know, Bob, he tells you something that he probably shouldn't have. You know what? Just bury that. Just keep that inside. You don't have to tell anybody. Nobody has to know that. She doesn't have to know. Don't tell your your significant other doesn't have to know everything. That's what I say. And I'm not talking about keeping secrets. Like that you have like a weird gambling obsession or you're smoking cigarettes. They'd probably find that out. But I'm talking about like just shit that they don't need to know. You know what I mean? And it keeps it lively. Because then you're like, oh, I, did I tell her this? Oh, gee. Is that bad advice? Probably. Do I care? No. No, I don't care. I don't know what I'm going to get my mom this year. I got my dad a good gift. I can't tell you in case he listens. My dad has told me to listen to so many podcasts that aren't mine. He's like, you know, I was listening to this podcast. It's called uh, Graceland or something like that. I don't know. It was like Dead from Graceland. As I let in with Elvis today. And he's like, he's like, you know, it's really good. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I listened to it for him, and I was like, you know, it was pretty good. I just really didn't understand it. He's like, what do you mean you didn't understand it? I'm like, oh, it was hard to follow. Maybe he looked at me kind of sideways, and that was the end of our conversation. The funniest thing about as guys get older, my dad, and the thing about my dad and most older men over 50, if you, you reach a point as a guy over the age of, like, 50 where... If, especially if they do a lonely job. Like, my dad works on machines. So if a guy works as a lonely job all day and they they become, you know, 50-plus years old, having a conversation with them gets progressively weirder. So it starts off fine. I call it the red, yellow, and green light. So it starts off green where it's all fun and games. They're asking you how things are going, so on, so on. But then it turns yellow where they say something a little off. You're like, whoa, what was that? And then they say something a little too much, you know, because they, because say they go to the gym and they're like, hey, these girls at the gym are just begging to be stared at with what they're wearing. And you're like, all right, time to go. And it usually lasts about 75 minutes. You can get a good hour 15 with a guy over 50. And then you're like, what the f-? The weird part is when it's a guy that's like 35 and you're like, geez, Louise, fuck is this guy's problem? You ever hang out with a guy like that? who's like 28 to 35. And he just says something, he looks around the room, like he's like, how'd that go over? <laughs> Poorly. Keep it to yourself. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. How's your how are you guys doing? Huh? Did you guys get your Christmas shopping done? I went to the fucking mall this weekend too. Can you believe that? Dana had to return shit, so there I was. There I was on Saturday. There I was, just checking my fantasy football teams, my bets that I made, having watched zero minutes of the games, I'm just making bets, and then I'm walking around the mall, me and all the other zombies. I can't believe how many people still go to goddamn Dillard's. I was in a Dillard's this weekend, like just... I don't know how I ended up in a Dillard's. We had a we had an ugly sweater party to go to that Saturday night, so we were in a Dillard's. And if you haven't been in a Dillard's recently, if you just want to transfer back in time to a simpler time where people are spraying perfume on cards and shaking them around, where there's mannequins that are maybe not plus-sized, go to a Dillard's and just relive, like, the mid to late 2000s. It's incredible. It's incredible. They're selling jewelry there, sunglasses, perfume, all the classics, lingerie. Oh, could you imagine how embarrassing it would be if you had to buy lingerie? Imagine being a horny dude in like 1995, before Amazon, and you wanted to get your lady something she could wear so that you could take it off. Am I right, fellas? And you walk into a fucking Dillard's. And you had to buy some skimpy red piece of, a, of clothing with a little Santa jacket that cost $75. Because guys will pay that much if it ends up the way he thinks it's going to end up, right? All until, she, until you take her out to dinner. And then she gets home and she's like, oh, I ate too much to put that on. I'll just lay here. Can't you just tell me when you're done? Actually, never mind. I'll know. <laughs> Ryan, are you speaking from experience? No, I cry before sex. I'd never get that far. I start to bawl my eyes out and start sweating profusely. I stand in the corner. I tell her to yell at me. She does. I cry. And then, you know, I'm satisfied. Um, she's never satisfied, so... Fellas, do you satisfy your woman? <laughs> Where was that story even going? Who knows? That's the beauty of this uh, this podcast. Who fucking knows where shit's going? How many minutes have I done? 15? Got no fucking notes this week. This is called a master at work. This podcast, for another year running, I know everyone is posting their Spotify wrapped and their Apple Music top and all that BS, this podcast, the Into the Woods podcast, finishes another year above the Joe Rogan experience on the Apple Podcast charts. You can look that up for yourself, but that's a win for me. The Joe Rogan experience, the Into the Woods podcast, we up. They didn't believe in us. God did. God did. To the haters and losers, of which there are many... God believed in us. God did. <sighs> Speaking of the Joe Rogan experience, um, the New York football Jets were eliminated from playoffs. the playoffs this week, and it appears we will be getting a 
medically cleared Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show probably sometime around Tuesday the 19th where he would say, yeah, it just didn't work out. You know, I would have been activated if we uh, if we would have made the playoffs because I was out there. You saw the videos. I mean, hard to dispute, right? I beat science. You know, these, these liberals with their silly surgeries. I just have one thing for Aaron Rodgers. One, you were never going to play. And I guess I have two things. One, you were never going to play. Two, I, you're running against air. When you, when you tear your Achilles, it's not like you're bedridden for nine months, like the guy from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, Charlie's uncle or whatever the hell, grandpa. You can walk and run after you tear your Achilles. It's not 1970. So, yeah, you were just never going to play football again because the, the Jets offensive line that was going to let you get killed. I don't know what the argument here is, Aaron. You freak. But nonetheless... I hate Aaron Rodgers because he's going to do that. And everyone's, I'm going to get that news update. I already can see the little banner popping up as I'm just on my phone scrolling through useless knowledge I'll never need. It'll just be like, Aaron Rodgers cleared to play, cleared medically. By who? His witch doctor? Himself? Aaron Rodgers is his own doctor? He just rubbed crystals all over himself. And he was like, you know what? This is really working. I'm so tired of hearing about darkness retreats and shit like that. What bothers me the most about Aaron Rodgers is he's a rich guy. And so he doesn't have, like, when he tells you, like, dude, you got to do darkness retreats. I mean, there's no normal people that can just take five days of PTO and just sit in a, a dark box while someone brings them meals. It's just not how, it's just such a, it's such a, separated from reality thought and then pat mcafee's on there just when i like pat mcafee he's kind of awesome but at the same time he's just feeding into it he's like dude darkness retreat darkness retreat and aaron's like yeah darkness retreat yeah yeah i was there so i told myself in the darkness retreat you know i went into the dark and i decided i want to play for the new york jets well that was fucking stupid sounds like it doesn't work yeah, that's my last take on darkness retreats. Aaron Rodgers goes into a darkness retreat, decides he wants to play for the New York Jets. That was his big come to, you know, higher than reality. A different plane he was operating on led him to the New York Jets. That's all the evidence I need to never want to go into a darkness retreat. I'm not even sure they'd been good enough if he played. He would have just been getting mauled behind that offensive line. I think that's a a bold claim to be like, oh, you know, if we had Rodgers. I know a lot of their problems were quarterback, but let's, I mean, let's not forget that they couldn't block for anybody. And they were also playing the worst quarterback. So, you know, touche. The world will never know. That's why sports are awesome. Because you can just argue shit forever. You could just argue and argue and argue. But you know what you can't argue? That maybe the luck, while also turning against the Cleveland Browns and all their injuries, maybe the luck is turning with the Cleveland Browns as they are winning games in ways they would lose them in years past. I mean, the ball landed in Darnell Mooney's lap. It landed in his lap. He had it. That would have been a lasting image. It would have been an all-time Browns loss. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. 
we were so close to another all-time Cleveland Browns loser. I mean, we're talking Dwayne Rudd flipping the helmet off and losing on that play. We're talking the Biner fumble. We're talking the blocks kick in 2015. We were so close to another one of those moments. If Darnell Mooney didn't have it, just scored out of his lap. It would have just been another notch in the old belt for the Cleveland Browns. But maybe it's turning around. Maybe it's turning around. Don't want to speak too soon, but 9-5, and five, God bless, feels good. So excited I just almost mauled my microphone that I got. It's not new, I just mauled it. But nonetheless, Cleveland Browns 9-5. and five, Going to Houston on Christmas Eve. I think they can win that game. Do I, I worry about this team on the road? That it, that would be my one takeaway is that the road seems like it's going to be a problem. Um, but it's not impossible. That's all I'll say. Because the Texans are good, but they're also like not good. Does that make sense? They're like a good, bad team. Like, they'll win some games that you don't expect them to. They'll lose some games they shouldn't. And then, you know, that's just kind of who they are. C.J. Stroud is good, but he's also they're also dealing with just the same amount of injuries as the Browns. So, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, boy. Does anyone give a fuck? You know what I mean? I'm just getting texts all day about the Browns yesterday. I'm in like four different messages. I just want to put everybody in a group chat. All right, everybody get their thoughts out so I can answer. I'm also trying to watch the game here. People are texting me about five different plays that have happened. I'm watching on streaming because I you know, I don't have cable. And that shit's behind. And some people have cables. So they're texting me like, whoa. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I think a big play is coming here. I'll go to check my fantasy stats. And I'll see it's like second and three from the goal. Like the third and goal. And it's first and ten from the 40. I'm like, wow, big play must be coming. That is the one issue. That is the one issue. I also love shit talking in fantasy football chats. It's my favorite fucking thing to do. Don't let me win would be my advice. <laughs> if you're in a fantasy football league with me, don't let me win. Because I'm, I'm a cunt if I win. Know that. I'm sending long messages, like just, I'm doing like wrestling promos. (laughs) I'm in there just like, oh, I do the haters and losers. I do the, you wouldn't, you didn't believe in me. They didn't believe in me. I send the Rocky theme song. I send Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. I'm doing the whole fucking nine. Sending the underdog thing, like me wearing a dog mask. I, I, and I'm like, if I win, it's because I'm better than all of you. If I lose, it's a government conspiracy to keep me down. Something about sending God did and a screenshot of my score to my fantasy football chat just doesn't go over well with them. I can't imagine what it is and why they're so uptight about it. So, um, I actually got an, I actually can transition now. The greatest transition in the history of comedy podcasting. We got an email. Can you believe that? Let me get that email. Let me not have any dead air. And with the power of technology, we're back. I mean, isn't that crazy? What was probably a good two minutes of my time was literally no time for you guys. Isn't that incredible? I mean, honestly, it's crazy how far humans have gone and where they'll go. 
Um, so I got an email here. It's actually titled in the thing, what should I do about my girlfriend staying over at her ex-boyfriend's house? Well, pal, I think we know how this one's going to end. Hi, Ryan. Love the podcast. Um, thank you. I started dating this girl about four months ago. I'm 20 and she's 22. Wow. Way to go, guy. Hey, you know, high five. Um, we've hit, we've had a rocky relationship break up with her. She's broken up with me twice and asked me to get back together both times. Okay, she's a nightmare. <laughs> Sorry, let me read the email. The time frame for when we were broken up was around two weeks each time. Okay, she has this friend. Let's call him C. When C and her met, they her original they originally had a friends with benefits relationship. Afterwards, they call that a situationship. Now I'm not sure if you know that. Afterwards, then dated for a short period of time. Around three to four months, she told me she loved him. Okay, seems like she rushes into things. After they broke up, they continued to sleep together. Well, seems like it was working out for him. She was the only, she was the one who broke up with C. The last time they they slept together was the week before I started dating her. She regularly hangs out with him one-on-one and sometimes stays the night. Oh, boy. When she hangs out with him, she doesn't text me, and these hangouts usually last... Until midnight. That dead air is for you to realize how silly it sounds. She says they are just friends and nothing more. I am exceptionally uncomfortable with their relationship. But I cannot ask them to stop being friends. No, but I know what you can do. He says it feels controlling. I do not. I do like her, but I'm unsure of what boundaries to ask her. I figured I can come to you as somebody who's been in a long relationship and now engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. I feel an insane amount of anxiety whenever they hang out, and I've considered breaking up with her just so I can feel reprieve. Yep, here's the thing, man. Here's what a lot of people fail to realize. Here's what a lot of people fail to realize about relationships, because we're taught from such a young age that only guys are assholes in relationships. You know, we're taught from basically day one that guys suck and that guys are assholes and they're the only ones that can be dicks in the relationship, which is, I would say, you know, it's a rule. You know, there's a reason it's a thought out there. It's a reason people say it and repeat it so much. But I got to be honest, sometimes girls can be assholes in relationships as well. And it sounds like you're dating an asshole. Um, That guy has no, he, I mean, it works out for him perfectly, right? You're the one dating her buying her all these things, taking her out, and he's the one getting to freaking bang her. I mean, does it get any better than that for him? Not to make you feel bad. He's definitely banging her, right? You know that. I mean, are we all there? Everyone listening right now? You're the one that emailed the podcast, so I'm sorry if I just, you know, heard broke your heart. But you got to break up with her, man. You're 20, okay? You're 20. She's 22. She obviously wants to be with this guy. If she respected you, the problem isn't so much that she's banging this guy, which is a problem. The problem is she doesn't respect you enough to not stop banging this guy or stop seeing this guy. That's the problem. It isn't even about what they're doing or if they were even hanging out. Like you can go get lunch with a friend. Would it be uncomfortable? Of course. Would I be would I be awesome? Would it be awesome if Dana had some weird situationship relationship that she said she loved this guy? She's openly telling me she loved this guy, which I think is enough for you to leave. Um, cause you guys aren't even at that point where you're like going to get married. So why not just break up and there will be more, you know, go, you know, the advice is sounds so silly, but go get in the gym, you know, 
You can do better than this. You can find somebody that doesn't want to hang out with their ex-boyfriend. I don't know if you need me to tell you that, but if you do, this is me telling you that you can find somebody that doesn't want to hang out with their ex-boyfriend more than they want to sleep over with you. They will want to stop sleeping over at their ex-boyfriend's house if they respected you. Because sometimes people in relationships are assholes. Sometimes it's the guy. Sometimes it's the girl. In this case, it's the girl. You sound like a nice guy. I'm only going off what you told me here. You don't want to feel bad. You don't want to feel controlling. Yeah, you don't have to. Just dump her. Just dump her. And then don't be... And then please do me a favor. Guys are stupid, right? I just said that they aren't always stupid, but sometimes they're stupid. And this girl just wants... The, the saying is, the cake and eat it too. You know, she wants both things. She wants two at one time. But not at the same time. Or maybe she does. I don't kink shame. But when she inevitably, when you break up with her, and she inevitably texts you and says, hey, can I come over? And wants it again. You know what I mean? Wants you to lay it down. Are you picking up? Do I need to make it any more graphic? Wants you to do the parallel shuffle. Okay, I'll stop. Don't. Have some self-respect. Don't be the ex-boyfriend that you're dealing with right now. You understand? Does that make sense? Okay. Should we get out of here with a little sing-along? That's what I want to do. So you know what I'm going to do? We're going to get out of here with a little sing-along. A little Christmas sing-along. Merry Christmas. Thank you all. I will be back on Christmas. You know I work the holidays. You know me. I work the holidays. That's just the kind of guy I am. So let's sing along. Follow me at the links below. Um, if you know it, sing along. Let's have it. Let's have a good time. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. I miss my true calling. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman What's his name? And pretend that he is Parson Brown What will he tell us? He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But what will he do? But you can do the job when you're in town Later on we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To do what? To face unafraid the plans that we've made Where? Walking in a winter wonderland are you listening? Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. If this day is a new bird, he sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland.